Taiwan is a beautiful island with so much to offer. So let's go explore it. Come check out Taiwan's must-see spots with me, Emma Banak, on Island Adventures. Hello out there. The episode for this week and next are going to be focused on day trips around Taipei. There's a reason I've decided to focus on this theme. In just a couple weeks, I will be moving out of Taipei, and these next two episodes mark the last installments of Island Adventures. I've been lucky enough to live in Taipei for almost two years, and I'd like to use this opportunity to look back and reflect on my wonderful time and adventures here. Some of that will be through my own experiences, and others will be taking a look at some conversations that I've had with various travel bloggers. A lot of people, when they come to Taipei, may stick to some of the more central tourist spots, whether that's Taipei 101, the National Palace Museum, or Liberty Square. And there's nothing wrong with going to those places. But through my two years here, I realized that there are also some great areas to explore that might not immediately come up when you search for suggestions for things to do in and around Taipei. Before I share some stories from interviews with other travel enthusiasts, I'm going to tell you a little bit about a place that I would recommend to check out in Taipei, which is called Maokong. I recommend Maokong for a number of reasons. One is that you can witness Taiwan's beautiful natural scenery without having to go through the hassle of arranging public transportation that involves lots of transfers between subways and buses and taxis and everything like that. To get to Maokong is pretty simple. You just need to take the brown MRT line, and then one of the best parts about it is that you can take a gondola up to Maokong in the mountains. A bonus about the Maokong gondola is that you can still use your regular Easy Card that you use for all public transportation in Taiwan, which is super convenient. Maokong is a great place to go if you're really into tea or hiking. When I went there, we got to check out several tea houses that had a fantastic array of both amazing snacks and delicious tea. And crazily enough, some of these places were open 24/7, even though they are just little shops in the middle of the mountains. I think it's great to go there when you have a lot of time to just sort of sit and chat. And it's interesting to also learn more about the traditional way of serving tea, which you might not see as often if you're just in the city area where there are drink shops everywhere, but they're always grab and go. If you're near Maokong, you're also close to the Taipei Zoo, so you can make it a full day trip by checking out both spots. Now that you've heard about one of my favorite Taipei day trips, I'm going to share some stories from other travel bloggers, starting with PJ from the Traveling Welshman. First, I start talking with him a bit about my first day trip in Taipei, and later PJ shares a bit about his trip to Jiufen in New Taipei City. I remember my first time that I was in、uh, Taiwan when I was just a student. I went to Elephant Mountain, which is like really not not going very far outside the city at all. But it was my first experience, sort of, you know, being in a capital city or a huge city where you can just, you know, easily take the subway and then, you know, just walk a little bit, and all of a sudden you're like right behind you. There's like this these mountains and the forest, and you turn in the other direction. There's Taipei 101. Like I'm from New York, and so I grew up spending a lot of time in New York City, and I never experienced anything like that. So Taipei definitely stands out to me a lot in that respect as well. This I couldn't agree with you more. That like you said, a short subway ride, and you're in the middle of the mountains. How is that possible?、Mm -hmm. There's no other city in the world that could do something like this. Where In a matter of thirty minutes, if I wanted to go right now, I could be on the beginning of a trail,、mm -hmm. and a spectacular trail too, not one of your average you know, Sunday morning walks,、mm -hmm. such as I believe I went to Jinmianshan not long ago,、mm -hmm. and that's in itself quite intense, where you're essentially rock climbing, 
and you're in view of the city you could walk to the city from where you are and it's just incredible that this is surrounding our city yeah i totally agree i know wulai like maybe some people don't think it's a hidden gem i i think that it is but one place that i think so, so. most people in general will agree is not really a hidden gem is jofen which i know that you've also been to and i think this is sort of one of the most popular uh places that people want to go when they learn about taiwan and i was wondering if you could sort of explain uh why jofen has become so popular for tourists to want to visit or to just learn more about like what is the fascination with jofen well i know that many years ago it was a uh incredible spot during the uh japanese colonial period that that was the well, i suppose the getaway destination then too but then it sort of fell into disarray and i believe that it was featured in a few um few taiwanese movies during i believe maybe the 70s or uh, around this time which brought it back into popularity and i think it's actually the quintessential example of everything that makes taiwan so great really having all these tightly packed buildings along narrow alleyways mm -hmm. that scent of street snacks red lanterns and all while surrounded by some beautiful natural surroundings and it's just really the perfect example of what makes taiwan so great and of course that's why so many tourists flock to it mm -hmm. um so regularly and of course even though it's false everyone associates it with spirited away of mm -hmm. course and taiwan would prefer to keep it that way too as all the no face souvenirs would attest to yeah because for sure. it brings in a lot of attention but you can see exactly why that would be the inspiration because it does seem like somewhere too good to be true something out of fiction that how could something like this be possible really but that's what makes it so beautiful yeah so while you were in jofen did you get to experience some of the i don't know some of the treasures of being in the town like going to a tea house or did you also get to like you're saying there's some really beautiful natural scenery in that area did you get to do any hiking or kind of explore more of the mountainous area well i most definitely went to uh Aime tea house mm -hmm. because of course you have to mm -hmm. it's the tea house that you have to visit and in all honesty the old street itself as beautiful as it was as much as you must definitely have to go and visit it at some point for me the real highlight was outside of the old streets mm -hmm. in Jin i believe the area is mm -hmm. known as where you have the golden waterfall you have the 13 layers and the uh, the old gold mines and that to me is where the true beauty uh, was in the area surrounding Jofen really that's what I enjoyed most about my time there but the old street itself is a perfect place to end the day as mm -hmm. it were yeah the night view in Jofen is definitely super beautiful with all the red lanterns everywhere and everything absolutely I'd say so and especially as it makes its way down towards the coast it's just mm -hmm. all the landscapes that make Taiwan so beautiful it's all there in Jofen that's it for my conversation with PJ, the creator of The Traveling Welshman. I've been to Jofen before, and I think it's a very cool spot. But like PJ noted, it's somewhere that can be very popular with lots of tourists as well. So try to plan out the timing of your trip so that you can avoid the crowds as much as possible. Next up, I talked to another travel blogger called Myrta Jonker, who is from the Netherlands and has been living with her family in Taiwan for the past couple years. 
Mirta talks a bit about visiting Pinglin, which, like Jofun, is also located in New Taipei City. I've never actually been to Pinglin, but hearing Mirta talk about it definitely made me want to check it out. Pinglin is actually this very small town. It's mm-hmm. right in the middle between Taipei and Ilan. And um, it used to be very famous as a stop on the way from Taipei to Ilan. Mm-hmm. But over time, they built a highway, uh, freeway. Mm-hmm. So people don't really go to Pingling to stop there anymore. But now it's very famous for its nature and for tea. Oh, cool. Are you a big tea fan? I am a big tea fan, yes. I, I love tea. They mm-hmm. have amazing tea fields all around Pingling. Like if you drive there through the mountains... It's just every around every turn you see a different tea field. It's stunning. That's very cool. So, like, are there ways to be able to explore the tea fields, or you watch them from like a distance, or I don't know. I feel like some、uh, tea farms they can invite you on to try the different teas. Yeah, I think there are a few tea farms that have a shop near the tea farm and also allow you to. Enter the fields and take pictures or help with the harvest.、Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a tea museum. Oh, really? Can you tell me a bit about that? Yeah,、uh, there's a tea museum which has talks about tea、mm-hmm. a lot. There is this exhibition where they show you how tea is processed,、mm-hmm. and they have all the machines and kind of show you how it's done. And they also have this very interactive show thing exhibition. Where you have more than twenty types of teas, and、mm-hmm. you can pick your favorite and take the card and place it on an electronic book, and you can get to learn everything about your favorite tea. Oh, really? Do you have a favorite tea? Um, not really. There's a lot of teas I like. I have to say, I do really like oolong tea.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be honest, I had no idea that there were twenty different kinds of of tea. <laughs> yeah, me neither. It's There's actually probably more, but yeah, the funny、mm-hmm. thing is they all come from the same tea plants because there's only four different types of tea plants. But it's just the way that they process the tea that makes it into different types. So, did you get to try tea at the museum as well? I did not really get to try tea at the museum, but、mm-hmm. there's a really cute cafe next to the museum where they do have the tea that's actually grown on the fields next to the cafe. Oh wow! And you can try that tea、mm-hmm. over there. Yeah, what I really like about when I go to visit tea farms and if they have you sit down and try the tea is just like the whole process of pouring the tea and like the almost ceremonial aspect of it, like pouring the wa- like hot water in the cups first just to warm them up so that they'll be like the perfect temperature and everything like that, and then pouring all of that water out and then pouring the tea in and then like having to steam it like several times and how each. Each time you boil the water, the the flavor is a little different. You know, maybe it's stronger or weaker or something like that. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into a tea ceremony, and rightfully so. In the museum, they also talk about how tea is important for culture. For example, how it's used in wedding ceremonies,、mm-hmm. or how it's used in medicine, and how over time it developed into something that we also just drink on a daily basis. That's it for my conversation with Mirta Yonker. I'll leave links in the online description of this episode, where you can find out more information from both PJ and Mirta's blogs, where they've got a lot of great recommendations. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode and seeing all the options for fun day trips around Taipei. The recommendation list will continue next Sunday with both suggestions from me and international travel bloggers. I'm Emma Benack. Tune in again next week for more island adventures.